Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Welcome to the show today. We're so glad you're here. And I hope that as you um, meet our guest, as you hear what she has to share, what God has been using her to write and to do within companies, it will be something that is really um, going to, you're going to be able to apply it personally and take something away. So thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are we are releasing a daily video um, one minute power thought to I help work for you, him power thought to help you start your work day focused on what God has for you to do in your work all right so there's a destructive force in this world it has a name and a leader that leader is the father of lies and you know what he loves for you to do he loves for you to believe the lies he tells you about yourself and about others how do you combat the lies you believe and i believe you believe and i believe about ourselves and others with god's hope and the transformational truth of jesus but can you do this in a workplace is that even legal can truth and hope be brought to a workplace to bring healing and build community i don't know kp lovejoy joins us today to shed some light on this subject by sharing the truths she's learned she goes by kid president Kim Powerful, Kim Possible, KP. But today, she's going to go by Kimberly Lovejoy. Welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim and Martha. It's such an honor to be with you today. All right, so we're going to talk about how you connect your faith and your work and about this whole dealing with the lies that we believe about ourselves and others. But first, tell us, how did you become a Jesus follower? Well, Jesus found me like he does all of us. And I think that in most of our experiences, we have this reality that John 16, 33 says, in this world, we will have trouble. And so I met Jesus as a homeless teenager laying face first in a dirty alley outside of Denver. And the man that intended to rape and kill me had nefarious intentions. And I threw up what I called my Hail Mary prayer, God, if you're real, please make him stop. And he did. And that night, this overwhelming empathy and love for my brother came out of a place that could only be described as Jesus. And so that night, the Lord just really showed me my calling to love the unlovable. To love the unlovable. That is so amazing. So I, we could spend an hour just talking about yeah, that was your, your experience in meeting Jesus. Fast forward to today, and you have an organization that can be found at lovejoy.today, which I didn't even know there was such a thing as a dot today, so that's pretty cool. So lovejoy.today, what is that all about? Well, what it is, is it's helping us take that story of identity theft. See, we've all got this enemy that Jim was describing, you know, he comes to steal, he comes to, to kill, he comes to destroy. As the father of lies, he's constantly speaking into our hearts and our minds about who we are and why we're here. And so I help replace those lies with the truth of who God says we are, and really just embracing the truth over the deception and over the counterfeits, and really helping people take authority over the lies that they believe and replace them with God's truth. And who are you doing that for? 
Yeah, it's really exciting because it's individuals, it's relationships, it's teams, it's communities. I, I really try to demystify the complexities of life with taking God's simple truth and, and putting it into worlds, you know, that we understand vocationally, financially, relationally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. We all kind of get these roadblocks in life where we're going along and we're thinking everything's fine, but something's not working. And so we just take those roadblocks out of the way by saying, okay, what does God say? How do we take our thoughts captive into the obedience of Christ and replace the lie with the truth of who he says we are in all of those areas? So you're saying, Kimberly Lovejoy, that you can talk about the lies we believe and healing from the lies we believe inside a workplace? I mean, I didn't I mean, I didn't think people ever talked about the real stuff at work. <laughs> Well, I won't say it's easy, but this is the thing. Simple is never really easy, right? So God demystifies all of these complexities for us in the Bible, which if we read it, it really does break everything down into simple truths. And so when we meet people where they are and we talk about things like Simon Sinek's great book, Start With Why. Why am I here? What's my purpose? So when we look at how does that exemplify or amplify itself in the workplace? It's really easy to have these conversations about why are you here? What is your role in this, in this organization? What is your role in this life? And how do we help people really spot the deception and really replace it with the truth? Because many of us, I think the last estimate I read was about 80% of American workers actually don't like their jobs. And so I think a lot of times we get stuck in a, you know, pursuing a paycheck instead of pursuing the passion and the purpose that God's really called us to live. What, I mean, I just deal, dealing with this kind of stuff in a workplace just seems so foreign to me, Kimberly, because it, but it, it is so pervasive and people are so damaged and they're so hurt and they've been, lies have been spoken over them for decades and, and at home. And, you know, you mentioned being homeless. That's probably, we ought to have a whole show about what let, where did that all come from? But you got a lot of people that have damage that grew up in great homes. Well, they grew up in homes that were nice, but not nice. Hmm. What do you find that are com the common lies that people are dealing with? Yeah, well, I think that it starts with that purpose. So if we go back to why am I here? Most of us are going through the motions in life and we haven't really ever even asked our father, why am I here? What is my, my purpose? And if we're going to work every day where we spend most of our hours of our life and we don't even know what our purpose is, we might be collecting a fabulous paycheck, but the intention of of why we're there, it, it may not be revealed to us. So until we start asking God these questions and we start hearing what he has to say, um, what I find is in the workplace, a lot, a lot of times leaders have an, a tendency to really um, push people into their weaknesses instead of playing to their strengths. So what I really love to do is come alongside men and women in the workplace and, and really build on their strengths. And, and that all comes from that fearfully and wonderfully made knit together in, in our mother's womb. And we go back to the root and we start digging out, like, what are these lies about your purpose, about your strengths, about your identity? And how do we actually make that maximized in the workplace? 
So you just kind of answered a question for me, because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if you uncover that a lot of people are unhappy and not living out their purpose in their job, I don't know an organization that would want to bring you in because everybody's going to leave and go do something else. So what you're saying is then you try to help them maximize what what they really have as strengths. Talk about that. Yeah, well, I find that, you know, when you see a typical performance review, it's all about how you can improve, what you can do better. And usually it's in the areas of your weakness. Mm. So if you've ever taken like the Strengths Finder survey, um, I am a huge believer and I really look into the word of God where he's he's playing to our strengths. He's saying that's not who you are. Here's who you are. Here's who I say you are. And he really tries to get us to embrace the truth about the identity. And so that is the ultimate strengths finder um, in our father. And so what we do is when we come alongside people in the workplace and say, how can you really um, create unit cohesion? How can you create maximizing strengths? When you do that, when you play to people's strengths, your whole workforce changes in terms of how they see themselves, how they see their contribution to the team, how they see their contribution to the community as a whole. We're talking today with Kimberly Lovejoy. You can check her out online, lovejoy.today, lovejoy.today. She's written a lot of books, and we're not really highlighting a specific book today, but we are giving one of the books away today. Martha, why don't you tell us about the book that, uh, well, why don't you have Kimberly tell us Kimberly, tell us, you you said that there is a, um, well, you've written a book, I Fell in Love with Uncle Tom, How We Missed God's Heart in One of the Greatest Stories Ever Told. Just give a little snippet and then how we can give that away. Yeah, so this story of Uncle Tom has been hijacked. So again, the father of lies took a really powerful story about a a man who I identify as very Christ-like. He laid down his life for his brothers and sisters. Mm. And that story is not really told today. A lot of people have bought the lie about Uncle Tom. And so I started digging deeper into Harriet Beecher Stowe wrote A Key to Uncle Tom's Castle. And she revealed some of the many slaves that she interviewed about how this reality was actually played out before. Um, in fact, Irkin is reported to have consulted her guide when he was considering the abolition of slavery. So it's, it's a really powerful story about Josiah Henson and how I didn't know the whole story. And I started digging deeper and I truly fell in love with this this man and this story about really rising up from the ashes and laying down his life for his 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 brothers and sisters who he did not want to be slaves anymore. That's so awesome. So again, it's called I Fell in Love with Uncle Tom. And listeners, if you'd like to get a copy, call our listener line 866-713-9675 and leave us your contact information. I'll reach out to you and get all the details. 866-713-9675. Hey, we'll be right back with Kimberly Lovejoy after just this message from I Work For Him. One of the ways I keep Jim under control is to tell him to go write something. It's sometimes the only quiet I get during the day. I would love it if you would go and subscribe to our weekly blog so I can keep getting those quiet moments every week. I could use more, but I will be grateful for at least that one half hour. Jim's blog is written from his heart on what our father is speaking loudly to him right now. I think you'll enjoy it. Iworkforhim.com and click on the word blog to subscribe. Hi, we're back with Kimberly Lovejoy. She's got this amazing organization, lovejoy.today. You can check it out online, lovejoy.today. 
Kimberly, all right, so you help people combat the lies they believe about their identity, probably their destiny, uh, because really if we try to identify our, our identity, who God created us to be and our destiny, what did he create us to be doing? Those are two questions a lot of people are asking, but a lot of times they're also dealing with the stuff rolling around their head that was hurtful and painful in their lives as they got to be adults. Do you actually, do you get to deal with some of that stuff too? Do you help people find healing that way so they can really find their identity and their destiny? When you Can you help them move past their past? Yeah, absolutely. I love the question, Jim, because what I find is that every day, you know, we have countless um, thoughts going through our head and usually it's it's either the enemy's voice or our father's voice. And so this idea that John Eldridge really beautifully describes is the tournament of narratives that plays in our heads. So if you think in terms of like your advisory board of who are you listening to, who are the voices that are telling you who you are, why you're here, what's your worth, um, and, and we can start to replace those with the truth. For example, the day I was born, I'm told that I was called the devil's child because I had spots, like purple spots on my feet. Well, I have a lot of freckles, so I, I don't know the whole melanin and story behind all that, but I believed that lie for many years that I was the devil's child, that I didn't have worth, that I wasn't lovable. And so I went on this journey to dig out those roots and replace them with the truth. And I help people do that in their own lives because we get to choose. Will we believe that lie and stay stuck in that victim mentality? Or will we replace it with the truth of the victorious overcomer story that God's called each of us to live? Mm. So, you know, I'm, I know that you have this organization, lovejoy.today. How did you actually get into the organization? I mean, how did you get it started? It's such a fun story because like, like many things in our lives, sometimes I'm a slow learner and uh, the Lord gave me this idea about 20 years ago and I was working in a comfortable federal job and I was moving all over the world and having these great experiences. And then last year, literally the Lord flipped my boat over and called me to walk on him in total dependence to create that thing that he gave me 20 years ago. And so I stepped out of the boat and I said, okay, Lord, he had already mapped out, you know, what speaking engagements, what books, what all of this would look like. And so the first thing he did was invite me to do a keynote storytelling session um, for senior leaders at one of our service academies. And it was just an amazing opportunity to see that God's plan is always for good. And we may <laughs> we may take a longer route to get there, but um, his timing is perfect. So. So you're, I could see how your work bringing about tra the transformational truth of Jesus in the workplace is through bringing, talking about God's hope with eliminating the lies that we believe. I can see that working in a Christian environment, a Christian organization. How does that play out in a secular environment where the people you're dealing with, they don't even know Jesus, but they do believe lies about themselves? Yeah, it's, it's such a great question. And I think right now that if you look at the culture that we live in right now, this whole idea of lived experiences is pretty catchy. And so when I come in and I talk about my lived experience, that only Jesus is everything to me and defines and, you know, drives everything about who I am and what I bring to this world, 
um, it's difficult to argue with my lived experience. So what I do is I say, this is my story. You can take or leave the part about Jesus because believe me, I mean, there's a lot of people who say, I don't, I don't know about all that stuff, but there is truth to what you're saying. And so everything I do is written from and shared from a biblical worldview, but it's also palatable to those that are actually very anti-Christ. And so I try to um, put it in those terms that, you know, biblical truth is true whether you believe it or not. That's right. That's mm. right. So what kind of responses then do you get from people um, when they're, they're sitting there hearing your truth and the biblical perspective that goes behind it? Well, it's amazing to me because everybody from little kiddos that I work with to, you know, men and women in their 70s and 80s, um, the idea is that I'm, I, what I like to call is when Jesus turns on the light bulb and their aha moments where they light up and they're like, I never heard this before. I didn't realize the worth that I brought to this organization or to my family. You know, right now I think uh, particularly there's an identity crisis going on in all of humanity. And I see it especially when COVID hit with men because when you're forced to shut down your business or you're forced to, to be laid off and, and you're, you're feeling the pressure of provider, of protector, of, of all of these things that men are wired to be, the pressure is just insurmountable sometimes. So speaking life and reviving and, and helping people to look at it differently so that they can really live in their overcomer story that God's called them to um, is really combating things like suicide that are um, skyrocketing because of COVID. Because again, we're thinking our identity is tied into something that we may not have anymore. What, what does that leave me with? So it's really powerful. So we're talking today with Kimberly Lovejoy. You can check her out online, lovejoy.today, lovejoy.today. We're giving away one of her books. And if you want to call into the listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. We'll get you connected with that book. Kimberly, we're almost out of time, and I want you to answer this question. But first, uh, here's the question I'm going to ask you. Talk to, us, talk to us about the transformation that you've witnessed in the workplace. Mm, but before yeah. I get to that, for those of you uh, listening to the podcast, you can't see this, but for those of you listening or watching on YouTube or on, on Facebook when we post this, Kimberly has got a, a wall blanket of camels behind her. Can you explain, because everybody has a reason for why they have something in the background of their Zoom video, please explain the camels. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. Okay, so when I was living in Turkey, there's a place called Cappadocia, and it's also known as the land of the beautiful horses and the land of the fairy chimneys. So there are a lot of um, turkey, tur camels in Turkey in that sense that um, I have this up here because if you go back to the biblical stories about Cappadocia, um, this was really the underground church when Christians were forced to hide underground um, and to hold their churches because of the persecution. Um, this is where they did it. So they have all these cave houses and churches in Cappadocia. And it's one of my favorite places in the world. And I think with COVID, I really started to realize that the church was being forced underground. And so we still have this reminder that that doesn't mean the church is no longer relevant. That means we have to find different ways of sharing Christ's love. 
I too have something in the background. For those of you watching on YouTube, you'll see a whale in the background. And that's to remind me that when Jonah told God, stuff it with what God called him to do, and he ran the other direction, it didn't work out so good. And all the times I think about walking away from the calling on our lives, I, I look at the whale going, I don't want to spend three days in a big fish. Okay. So I love, thank you for sharing about the camels. Okay. So talk to us about transformation that you've witnessed. As you have presented the truth, combating the lies that we believe, inspiring a hurting humanity to combat those lives and giving them, presenting them with God's hope and transformational truth, what have you seen happen? Oh, so many wonderful stories. I think of um, young lieutenants who have told me that this was the first time that they ever heard anything like this and that these are truths that they can use personally and professionally for the rest of their lives in their leadership in military. Um, I love that. But I think really more importantly is um, right now we see this counterfeit of our sexuality through pornography. And so the books that I've written for children are really helping parents talk to their kids about how we have internal filters and we can take our thoughts captive. We can guard our hearts from the counterfeits that are lurking online through predators, pedophiles, and pornography. And so when I talk to men and women who are fathers and mothers about how they have a role in protecting their child's innocence um, from the dangers that are overwhelming because of COVID when everybody's online, um, parents like go off like crazy and they say, I had no idea that this was happening and that these predators were coming after my kids. And you've really truly saved our family. You've helped us redefine our sexual relationship and our marriage. Um, so these, these kinds of things really excite me because God's breathtaking gift of sex has been hijacked by pornography. And most of us are unaware and consider it harmless entertainment, but there's a lot of people mm. in the church who are struggling, you know, up to 70% of pastors are struggling with pornography. And so when I can come in and take God's creative brilliance that he's given me and share these transformational truths with moms and dads who have children under the age of 12, um, they really get to see that they have a powerful role in protecting their kids. And the book that you wrote on that was is the one you got right there behind you. Be careful, little eyes. Can people get a copy of that? Like, is that available? Yes, is that fact, available on Amazon? Yes, it is available on Amazon. But I prefer to to say on my website because what I do is I give it away. I just ask for the shipping and handling to be covered. Um, if you go on Amazon, it's actually seventeen dollars. But this way. I just decided to give them away um, because I care so much about protecting little ones from pr from these dangers that I thought, you know what, until kids are safe from sexual exploitation, I mean, these. Say that again, because of people, of kids getting exploited uh, so much, you just, you want to make sure you get the book into their hands. That's what you said? All right. Correct. Okay. I, okay. Well, no, I was just, we're, we're having a little trouble with your audio, and so I want to make sure you know, you, you guys were talking today with Kimberly Lovejoy. You can find her online, lovejoy.today. If you've got an organization where you want to help your people, mm -hmm. just find healing and hope and the transformational power of Jesus and really just to stop believing the lies that have been fed into them all their lives, talk to Kimberly right here, lovejoy.today, lovejoy.today. Kimberly, we're grateful for your time today. We're grateful for all that you've shared with us. We will have to have you back on to share more of your story, but for today, we're going to say thank you very much. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, and our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.
Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.